Blog Talk Radio. We live! We're live! Live from Chicago and Las Vegas. You're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's page one. It's page one. With LaVar and Mary. With LaVar and Mary. And what's going on, Blog Talk Radio Nation? You are tuned into page one with Lavara Mary for this Friday night, March 1st, 2024. Did we just start this year? Um, <laughs> we're starting out in March. And I will tell you the weather. Um, Outside it has is been, frightful? Yeah, frightful, delightful. Uh, it depends on which day of the week it is. I think Mother Nature told somebody to hold her beer. And... Um, yeah, I have no idea what's going on, but I hope wherever you're at, you are either dry, uh, warm enough, or out of the snow, or uh, no tornadoes, or God knows what else. Anyway, uh, so glad to be with you. Um, as always, I am joined by my wonderful friend, Mary. How are you? A little windblown, but I am okay for now if my voice goes out before the end of the podcast. That's because the wind has been going all day, so forgive me ahead of time. <laughs> well, let's hope not. We hope that right. uh, it will it will keep throughout the show. Um, tonight on the show, uh, coming up in just a few minutes, we'll have the Almanac. Uh, we will take a look at what's trending later on in this hour, and then we will have our retro moment of the week. Um, we got a little bit of potpourri tonight, maybe even after dark conversation. Um, um, and, uh, maybe even some more things. I don't know. So we'll see where the night takes us. Um, yeah, because I got about 17 in my like when you send here's what the here's what we're gonna cover seventeen or eighteen. <laughs> but you know what though? I would rather we have a lot than nothing at all. Because <laughs> <laughs> then we're just sitting here hammering on one topic for the entire hour and then at that point it's just like, yeah, no. Mm-mm. Um so most interesting thing that I read this week, there's actually a couple of things. <laughs> one has to do with someone that pretty much lost out on $820,000 after they decided oh. to do something that they shouldn't have done. You know the story? No, but that's a lot of that's a lot of clams. So, a court in Ireland dismissed a mother's $820,000 insurance claim after a picture emerged of her winning a contest to see who could toss a tree the farthest. Camelia Grabska, 36, had claimed in a car accident in 2017, left her with debilitating pain, leaving her unable to lift heavy bags and keeping her in bed on bad days, according to disclosures made at Ireland's high court and reported by the Irish Independent newspaper. Uh, The constant pain in her back, neck, and uh, thoracic spine 
left her unable to lift groceries, do chores, or play with her two children, the newspaper reported the disclosures made to the court sitting in Limerick as saying. She sued RSA Insurance on the basis that she could not uh, work for over five years, claiming past and future loss of earnings that amounted to around $542,000 of her total claim. Her case, though, became unstuck when a photo published in the newspaper almost a year after her accident, and it showed her winning a Christmas tree throwing contest. The picture taken in January 2018 shows her wearing a yellow jacket, forcefully throwing the tree in the town of Innocent, Western Ireland, where the championship based on an old lumberjack competition takes place. The winner is the person who throws it the farthest. A, section, a second picture purchased, uh, published a day shows her smiling as she holds a mounted certificate declaring her the champion. When she was cross-examined in court, she said she still felt pain when she threw the Christmas tree and was smiling in photos because she was trying to, quote, live a normal life. Uh, but the judge who presided over the case said she had no choice but to dismiss the claim because of, quote, the very graphic picture of her throwing the Christmas tree, which was at odds with the medical evidence provided. She says, I'm afraid I cannot but conclude the claims were entirely exaggerated. Uh, she also took into consideration a video from last November plate in the court showing her play wrestling with a big Dalmatian dog for up to one and a half hours. <laughs> An entry on the court service of Ireland said that the case was dismissed last week. It would not include any further details. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so Everything is recorded, people. So if you're going to fake something, lock yourself into a room somewhere and become a hermit. That's the only way you're going to get away with whatever it is you're faking. Right. Why would you do that? And that's going to be forever. That's forever. If you fake something, it's forever. Because they'll come back after you six years down the line after you've already spent all the money you claimed. I, people are dumb. People are dumb. Oh, I haven't even got to the second story yet, because that's going to really throw you for a loop. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am cynical. Fun. People are dumb. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, uh, the other most interesting thing that I read this week also kind of goes into that territory. Doctors at a New Delhi hospital remove 39 coins and 37 magnets from a man's intestine after he swallowed the metals under the assumption that, quote, zinc helps in bodybuilding. X-rays taken before the surgery inside Sir Ganga Ram Hospital show massive metal clots forming in the 26-year-old's intestines after he spent several weeks adjusting the coins while undergoing treatment for an undisclosed psychiatric condition. The patient, who was not publicly named, believed he could absorb zinc from the 39 coins that he ate it thought that eating the magnets would aid the process. Doctors learned the extent of what he had done when he arrived at the emergency room with complaints of vomiting and abdominal pain that had gone on for more than 20 days. The coins and magnets had caused intestinal obstruction in his body, prompting an immediate surgical procedure to remove the metals. The surgeons noted that the magnets and coins had lumped together in two separate loops in the small intestine, with the magnetic force leading them to lock and cause an erosion along the intestinal wall. Fortunately, the doctors were able to open the intestines and remove all the coins and magnets. A large amount of the metals was also found in his stomach and promptly removed. Uh, officials noted that some of the magnets uh, that was recovered from the man's body uh, were shaped like a heart, spear, bullet, triangle, and star. A post-surgery x-ray confirmed that all the metals were successfully removed, and the patient spent seven days in the hospital recovering from the procedure before he was discharged. 
I, I, I shouldn't be surprised. I shouldn't. Oh, my gosh. Could have had that plasticity in that one. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Mm. Tell me he didn't have kids because I, I don't feel know. like that would be a bad thing to teach your children. Oh, uh, yes. Please do not do any of what these uh, people did. <laughs> Wonderful people. These wonderful people. If you can't hear my sarcasm, wonderful uh, I can, people. I can hear it. <laughs> wonderful. Just wonderful. Oh my gosh. Uh, I. Uh, well, I think you know what that always means. Um, Stop it. Get some help. Get some help. Yeah. <laughs> You got it. You got it at that point, man. I I don't even know. This this world is something. I I, I am beyond under the belief now. You know, <laughs> I've seen a lot of things, especially online, because as I'm looking up stories for this week, I even saw one. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> I'm just gonna mention it real quick. I didn't tell you, and I didn't send you the story. Uh, but there was a young lady, uh, energetic young lady. I think seven years old, recently performed the uh, national anthem at um, an Indiana Pacers basketball game. And it was the spirited um, anthem. (laughs) Imagine, if you will, someone hanging on to each note for an extra few seconds up to minute, maybe. Oh, no. (laughs) And I was waiting for people to respond. And <laughs> the the uh, people online don't disappoint now because I was like, well, they're probably going to defend the little girl. You know, it's a kid. They're probably going to be kind of soft on her. No, they were not. <laughs> These people went in on this kid. It was like her parents shouldn't have put her out there. Somebody needs to tell her that she couldn't sing. It was like it. It made, they, it made their ears bleed. Um, oh no! Oh, that oh, poor child. They were cool about it. And somebody was like, well, I, hope I was going to say brutal. That sounds yeah. brutal. Social media does not disappoint now. In some ways, they disappoint, but in other ways, they're very honest with you. And you know, that's kind of where we're at now. But yeah, it it was quite interesting. I'm going to have to send you the video afterwards. But hey, you know. This is what happens. Yeah, you kind of put yourself out there. Right. Uh, well, we push people out there. Just like I think I saw some one day they were talking uh, on Inside Edition. Uh, they had this kid who is a food critic um, who talks about what they ate. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I, I know I'm going to be the minority here, but I'm not going to trust the palate of some seven-year-old kid to tell me what I should be eating. <laughs> Just that. What? No. I might trust that their opinion of things, like, hey, this nah. I don't like nope. it. Because nope. they'll tell me they don't like it, nope. but I won't trust that it's not something I would eat. If nope. anything, I would do the exact opposite. I don't like this. It's gross. Oh, this is probably really good then. <laughs> nope. Nope. Not trusting it at all. They just got out of eating applesauce and chicken nuggets. What do they know? <laughs> That's exactly what I want to eat, though, applesauce and chicken nuggets. 
<laughs> but I mean, they were sitting there like talking about a steak and like other different foods. I'm like, no, you know nothing about that. No. <laughs> Give me your opinion on McDonald's chicken nuggets, and then I will rate you on how you how your palate is near mine. That's how I would do I'll- it. I'm going to be waiting with bated breath to see what they say. Uh, but no. Mm-mm. Nope, nope, nope. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to be the Scrooge on this one. Uh, oh. <laughs> nope. Okay, then. They can have it. And if any kid, if any kid out there tells you that they have a palate that, you know, they could tell you what to eat, Oh, that's awful. That's awful. No. That's hilarious. I haven't bought that one out in a minute, and I'm glad I did. Yo, you haven't. That's why that's hilarious. Oh, my gosh. There's a use for it somewhere. Um, But uh, it is March 1st. As we stated, I, like I said, this month has got February went by fast. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, as I always say, my birthday month tends to go by very fast. It comes, it goes, and it like disappears very fast. And it's now I got to wait almost a full year again. But anyway, uh, as for the week, here even. Coming, <laughs> yeah. As for the weeks that are coming up uh, this month, uh, National Lawnmower Maintenance Week is the week of March 1st through 7th. National Invested Veterans Week is this week. Uh, Peace Corps Week is the week of March 1st. Um, the Iditarod is the first Saturday in March. That's coming up soon. Uh, National School Breakfast Week is the first full week in March. Words Matter Week uh, is the first full week in March as well. Hopefully, you all will look into that because they do matter. Um, read an ebook a week is the first full week in March. And then there are a lot of other ones coming up. Uh, World Book Day UK is the first Thursday in March. Um, so, hey, <laughs> for our friends in the to UK. To our friends across the pond, yeah. Yep. Uh, Girl Scout Week is the week of March 12th. Uh, and then... National Introverts Week is the third full week in March. Uh, we won't find them anywhere outside. Um, uh, fellow introverts unite, yes. <laughs> National Cleaning Week is the fourth sat- Sunday in March. Uh, and then Earth Hour is the last Saturday in March. Uh, as for months this month, it is Red Cross Month. It is uh, National Cerebral Palsy Awareness Month. It's also National Breast Implant Awareness Month. I swear we talked about this last year. I'm sure we did, and you know what? I'm okay with it every year. Um, you did forget one of the weeks, and it may not be on your list, but um, Poison Awareness, Poison Control Awareness Week is ah. the week of the 11th. Gotcha. Um, thank you for adding that. Mm-hmm. Uh, endometriosis Awareness Month. It's Multiple Sclerosis Awareness Month. Irish American Heritage Month. National Colorectal Cancer Awareness Month. It's National Kidney Month. Uh, Asset Management Awareness Month. Uh, Social Work Month. Sauce Month. Noodle Month. 
frozen food month. Yes. Sorry. Uh, credit education. Also, National Cheerleading Safety Month. Uh, celery Month. Caffeine Awareness. Peanut Month. Umbrella. Nutrition. And also the most important thing this month, it is National Women's History Month. So hopefully all of you remember that. By the way. So, yeah. Um, touch a woman. I mean, No. No, 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 no. <laughs> right away. <laughs> Sorry, couldn't help it. <laughs> no, oh, so don't bad. do it without permission. Yes, please get don't. consent first. Please get consent first. Yes, yes, please get consent. <laughs> Public service, because <laughs> you know, here's the thing. Um. If you do not, um, yeah, let's just say it won't be good. You're going to yeah, probably you, be, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just make sure you do. That's that's all. Um, you don't want to be hearing this. <laughs> <laughs> you do Maybe you do, but don't do it that way. Okay, just saying. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anyway, um, so yes, I was going to say about uh, cheerleading uh, month, the safety month, it's so important uh, for those that were ever cheerleader. Were you ever a cheerleader? Yes. Yeah, I, I was a cheerleader, and then I was on dance team, and then in college we tried to do cheerleading dance team, but somehow the music got messed up, and that was short-lived, and then I became Sammy the Spartan. And there's my there's my my rah rah siskumba history. You <laughs> got messed up. Yeah, um, my freshman year when there was a um, this was back when you still had to use uh, tapes for things because most people didn't have ways to get the music onto a CD or an MP3 player or whatever, and mm-hmm. uh, the and it was play- oh god. Um, the sound system wasn't was not linked to the mic like PA system on the football field. So what they did was they had a <laughs> they had one of the announcers holding the mic to basically a boombox. Oh my god! Oh no! <laughs> and they didn't. And they're like, yeah, everything's set. We have it already set. All you gotta do is hit play and. Apparently that wasn't given, like those instructions weren't given. So they're like, oh, it doesn't look like it's at the beginning of the tape. Let's rewind it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it was it was not a good look. And then on top of that, that you could hear people behind going, no, no, that's not right. <laughs> because they had the mic speed up. It, it was very embarrassing. And, and that, I was like, yeah, if. I mean, my high school, I graduated in a, I had my graduation class was less than 100 people, and we had a better <laughs> setup than that. So, do you yeah. remember when you said that? Do you remember that infamous Saturday Night Live episode where Ashley Simpson was supposed to perform, and something happened with either the music or something happened, and she stood there for a little bit, and then she just did that little jig, and then kind of like with the commercial. <laughs> Kind of. That's how it felt. That's how it felt. A hundred percent. I I felt that in my soul. I understood that feeling so much. It's like, yeah. Okay. 
and you know, so yeah, that was, but yes, yes, I was a cheerleader. Um, I was on the dance team and I was also a mascot. That was, those were my three big rah, 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 siskumba, yay, sports teams. <laughs> I also know how to speak very loudly. So there you go. And clap very loudly, apparently. <laughs> train, you want to give train us like, a well. cheer right now? Do you really want to cheer right now? <laughs> I, that's how I learned how to spell aggressive. Be aggressive. B-E aggressive. B-E-A-G-G-R-E-S-S-I-V-E aggressive. B-E aggressive. Woo! And I did it very quietly. Because there's other people in this neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were really actually do like the Gwen Stefani. This is bananas. B A N A. No, no, I was not, because that's not real. Okay, people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, in the Almanac, also, it is National Sunkiss Citrus Day today, it is National Minnesota Day. National Dress and Blue Day, the first Friday of March. I think we talked about some of this last week. It's Self-Injury mm-hmm. Awareness Day. National Speech and Debate Education Day. I did speech, never did debate. Our high school did not have debate. Um, so I'm going to If you can get you... into it, I am going to say do it, do it, do it. If you have a chance to, even if it's just a club in the afternoon, it really does help. I guess, get you ready to defend yourself when you are talking to people in the, and out in the, out in the wild. Exactly. Exactly. There's a couple of stories, uh, especially about that, that uh, came up this week. Uh, hopefully we'll get to that one about Gen Z and what they don't do. Um, also, it's National Dad Gum, That's Good Day. Uh, <laughs> National Dad Gum, That's Good. <laughs> And uh, National Employee Appreciation Day, it is uh, today and tomorrow is uh, from sundown to sundown, it is the Global Day of Unplugging. Uh, don't do it yet. Just wait till after the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Too late. Bye, everybody. See you later. Bye. <laughs> yes. uh, also, tomorrow, um, but I know some places will do it on Monday. It is National Read Across America Day, or Dr. Seuss Day. Uh, as we said, if it falls on the weekend, it's the nearest school day. Some places did it today. Some will do it on Monday. Um, today is also National Horse Protection Day. Uh, don't go and ask them why they're so long in the face. Also, today is National Fruit Compote Day. It's National Pig okay. Day. National Peanut Butter Lover's Day. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. Peanut Butter Lovers Day. Um, <laughs> God. Stop. Somebody with an allergy just like keeled over and was like, no, we're done. Spread it all. Um, oh, God, please. <laughs> National Play Outside Day is the first Saturday of every month. You know what? I'm surprised that Peanut Butter Place has not done that. Have like a deep voice. And then just be like, you know, yeah, I don't know. I just gave him an idea. Probably not going to get You just totally did. I'm telling you, they don't need the deep voice. What they need is just to remind everybody how sticky peanut butter is. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that sticky is good. Well. 
Oh, I'm, I'm gonna be. So, I'm gonna bypass. <laughs> you are gonna get in so much trouble. <laughs> I'm gonna bypass that. Um, March second, I'm going to be good. Uh, March second, it's National Banana Cream Pie Day, and yeah, yeah, well, that's just yeah, you just right got there. it right. Yep. <laughs> March second is also National Old Stuff Day. It is. Uh, I like some old March. stuff. Oh wait. Yeah, would you know? No. <laughs> <laughs> I know somebody oh, that does. Oh. You know what? I'm, surpri- I'm surprised that same day you do not have like National Hoarders Day because we got National Old Stuff Day. You're probably gonna have National Hoarders Day not too far from here. Um, the first Sunday of March. It is Finishers Medal Day. Okay. I will tell you. Uh, it recognizes the long hours, days, weeks, and even months of training thousands of men and women across the country who have uh, who put in to achieve their goals of completing a race. Um, there are a lot of marathons, triathlons, and endurance races around the world. And I'm yes. amazed at how many that there are. And you have finished a few. So, yes, I have. You have as uh, well, though. Yes. And that was, and I remember actually talking to you about that way back when, but you were really proud of yourself for finishing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I was proud of you too. I mean, I'm not going to take that away from you, but um, being able to recognize on your own how amazing that is, is I think that's like the best medal you can actually get. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, it's it's no greater feeling, um, and I trained quite a bit leading up to that. Um, so you put a lot of hard work in. Yeah, it is. You just don't. I mean, some people could go right into it, <laughs> and, and it not mm-hmm. affect them. And I know a few people like that, and I'm so jealous because I know someone that can run like a deer in a forest, and they've done a lot of endurance and uh, triathlons. I think they even did the Ironman. And Mm. I'm just amazed by them all the time. And she is, like, insanely healthy. So if I had her health, yeah. (laughs) Um, March 3rd is National Soup It Forward Day. Okay. Soup Uh, as in the edible liquid? Yes. Yes. It encourages us to deliver love and kindness by the bowl food. Bowl food. Um, so, you know, sometimes if you make a pot of soup, it's nearly always enough to feed an army. Um, it says, Hey, you know what? On those day, um, soup it forward, deliver a pot to family or a friend in need. Okay. So now I'm going to start this awful debate that everybody does. Cereal. Is it a soup? No. Normally I ask why, but I'm going to let the debate happen outside of this. <laughs> well, why would it be? Uh, what makes a soup? I think with the soup, it's like, a, to me, it's all of the ingredients and the things that you put together. Cereal, you're just pouring something that's already made into a bowl <laughs> and just pouring some okay. milk on it. All right. So, tomato bisque. That comes in a can. I am pouring something into a bowl and throwing some milk on it. 
I, uh, I've never poured milk on tomato bisque. Well, okay, so you're using water. I used milk. I, try milk, dude. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you, a heathen? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> oh, my God, what? Here's my thing. I just don't think that it is. It's cereal. It's it's kind of like, eh. I mean, do you believe that it's a soup? Oh God, no, I don't. I don't either. But I like I like the the drama of arguing. <laughs> you like, what is it you like doing the um, you like playing devil's advocate? <laughs> Absolutely, I could take both sides on that argument. You tell me, oh, because it's you know what makes a soup? It's hot. Okay, well there's gazpacho. That's cold. So is gazpacho not a soup then? Because they call it a soup. Like I can, yeah, I've had both sides of this argument, so I just like. <laughs> I just like arguing. <laughs> Troublemaker. Troublemaker. <laughs> Maybe we'll do a call-in show where people just argue and I'll debate with them. <laughs> you know, no, you know what? That reminds me of. It reminds me of that Monty Python sketch, the argument clinic. <laughs> <laughs> no, what is it? Yes, no, what is it? Yes. <laughs> That's hey, you know, you. if you can if you've never done debate and you don't have a- access to it, I'll be your debate teacher. <laughs> we're going to start a special show on certain nights where we'll just have the argument clinic for about two hours, and people can call in and we'll argue with you. And we'll argue with you. <laughs> I will drive you up the wall. You don't want your you don't have a wife to drive you up the wall. I will play that role for you for <laughs> the low low price of free. <laughs> And all guys are wanting me to make that one comment. I am not going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> not going to make it at all. Um, not going to do it? Nope. Mm-mm. Not got to. Not got to. <laughs> <laughs> March 3rd is National Bold Wine Day. Uh, March 3rd is also National Cold Cuts Day. So. Like me some cold cuts. Yes. Let me get some sandwich. Um, mm-hmm. Nash, uh, March 3rd is also National I Want You to Be Happy Day. We should want that for everybody. I want everybody. you to be happy. Yes. Yes. Uh, it is and also that is National... actually sincere, I do. Yeah, yes, same here to you. Uh, March 3rd is also National Anthem Day. Uh, the 4th, it's National Sons Day. So for all of us who are sons, um, you're welcome. Uh, March 4th. <laughs> Is <laughs> March fourth is Marching Music Day. Let's look at Marching okay. Music. We'll get banned. Uh, it's also National Hug a GI Day. Most GIs don't like to be hugged, though. Yeah, well, Ask permission. Ask yes. permission. These guys can take you out with their thumbs. Okay, you like just ask permission. And it's national, also March 4th, National Pound Cake Day. Not Pound Town Day. It's Pound Cake Day. (laughs) I like that you have to actually be, no, this is not how that is. Not Pound Town, Pound Cake. (laughs) And also, March 4th is Mary's favorite day. And I will tell you why. (laughs) It is National Grammar Day on March 4th. Oh, there's just certain words, man. Just certain words. 
I won't say the one that drives her nuts because if you've listened to this show plenty of times, um, you already know what it is. I won't say it. Right. Um, Drop it in my fifth. DMs. I'll, I'll yell at you silently. It'll be fine. <laughs> yes. March 5th is National Absinthe Day. It's National Cheese Doodle Day. It's National okay. Multiple Person- Personality Day on March 5th. Um, I'm going to bypass that one. It's National yeah, Dress Day. I am too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're just going to keep on walking. Uh, March 6th is National Dress Day, meaning the dress you ladies or guys might wear. Um, and then it's also National Oreo Cookie Day. Uh, March Ooh. 6th is also National White Chocolate Cheesecake Day. National Frozen Food Day, National Dentist Day. Uh, of course it is. And then, as we said, it's Consumer Protection Week next week. So next Thursday is National Slam the Scam Day. Uh, the seventh is also National Flapjack Day, National Hospitalist Day, and it's National Crown Roast of Pork Day. National Be Heard Day, and it's National Cereal Day on March 7th. Or Soup Day, depending on what you think. Yes. Uh, (laughs) And then next next Friday, just to give you a heads up, it's National Oregon Day. Uh, It's also National Proofreading Day, National Peanut Cluster Day. uh, You know what? One thing I love on March 9th, it's National Get Over It Day. Well, we'll talk I about say that, that a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's March 9th, though. So, like, get over it. Uh, but those are the things that are coming up, and that's the Almanac. So you are well prepared here over the next week and a few weeks uh, coming up. So before we go to break, I wanted to bring up a story because I was going to totally talk about this and be really bad about it. Until this particular entity backtracked and ruined the first story that we were going to talk about tonight. Mm-hmm. So here in the U.S., Wendy's, and I'm sure there's some Wendy's overseas as well, uh, they responded to an intense backlash this week after announcing plans to test dynamic pricing, which uses AI to change prices on its new digital menus in an effort to improve sales growth. So, Wendy's CEO, Kirk Tanner, announced in an earnings call on February 15th uh, that it was investing $20 million into its digital business to increase sales and improve accuracy. Uh, one new feature at the restaurants would be digital menu boards, which would give the restaurant flexibility to change what was displayed on the menus in real time. Uh, he said that beginning as early as 2025, they would also begin testing more enhanced features like dynamic pricing and day part offerings along with the AI-enabled menu changes and suggestive selling. Uh, he presented that expectation for the menu boards to drive immediate benefits, to order accuracy, improve crew experience, and sales growth from upselling and consistent merchandising execution. Uh, in reporting those new changes, multiple media outlets used the fr- uh, phrase surge pricing, which sparked negative backlash and endless memes. Uh, word of their new plan, coupled with the phrase surge pricing, trended on social media with many users a little frosty, get that, frosty, towards the mm-hmm. At uh, a post on Wednesday, Pennsylvania Senator Bob Casey, a Democrat, accused Wendy's of, quote, corporate greed. Massachusetts Democratic Senator Elizabeth Warren added, it's price gouging, plain and simple. Now, price gouging involves pretty much inflating an item or a product in high demand, 
such as what happened with the N95 mask during the uh, coronavirus pandemic. Uh, many, some on social media even poked fun during the surge pricing debacle. Burger King, for example, took advantage of the conversation as well, tweeting, the only thing surging at BK is the flame. We don't believe in charging people more, to, more when they're hungry. <laughs> and while Wendy's used dynamic pricing, air quotes, in its rollout of new changes, surge pricing is a form of dynamic pricing. Uh, both business strategies have flexible pricing models. Uh, Reuters notes that dynamic, dynamic pricing refers to surge pricing based on demand, especially during peak hours of the day. Um, some apps, such as Uber and Lyft, and some major airlines have enacted that strategy. Uh, but while surge pricing involves only increasing prices, dynamic pricing can also decrease it based on the current market. Uh, at a restaurant conference in the Dallas area, uh, the CEO of SignalFlare.ai and a consultant for pricing at restaurants said that while that dynamic pricing is a success in some industries, it wouldn't work in restaurants because, quote, customers will shop elsewhere. Uh, in a statement on Tuesday, Wednesday said that the announcement was misconstrued by media outlets as an intent to practice surge pricing. Uh, the company assured that there was no plans to raise prices during peak time and that any tested features would benefit customers and employees. Mm-hmm. I, you know, that, that kind of sticks mm-hmm. out. They kind of backtracked on that a little bit. That's a little disturbing because you and I both know at, you know, morning time when people are going for breakfast, afternoons between 12 and probably like 2 o'clock, evenings between like 5 to 7, prime time for possibly sneaking in a surge price. And if you're already in line and you want that double stack or you want those nuggets that you could potentially, this is our words, not Wendy, but you could potentially could have been charged more. Yep. And that's crap. I hate it. I notice it. I know it happens, especially with like Uber, Lyft, planes. You know, that's why people end up um, either traveling at different times or they um, like buying tickets on different days for the same, watching the fluctuation. I see that and I understand that and I do get it. And for some models, okay, I, I maybe it's a good thing. I, I think it should just, I don't understand why if I order through DoorDash a Big Mac, I'm paying $8, but I can go to the store and drive through and get it for two for, you know, two for four. Um, or I can um, go through Uber Eats and get it for $6. Why? It's the same place. It's the same food. It's the same people making it. Why am I getting charged more? Because of the convenience of it. Um, I don't like it. I don't like it, and that causes me issues. So, and and I find myself like again going through DoorDash, for example. I find myself ordering from places I see that their prices are the same, no matter how I order their food. If I pick it up, right. if I have it delivered, whatever. Yeah, it it is one of those things where I you know I think during the height of COVID. It got really bad with Uber and with Lyft. And I remember mm-hmm. a time when those entities really kind of just started along where, for example, a ride to the airport for me, I could have probably done it at like 7, 8 o'clock in the morning, which is peak times if you're doing things in the morning. Probably could have did it for about 15 bucks total. That was the ride. And then after a while, you know, came 
surge pricing, and then you know that same rise there now is about forty forty five dollars, or you know at peak times, if I am downtown and I'm trying to get home, which isn't that far, they could charge upwards of almost like eighty ninety dollars if I've got no other way to get home, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Um, you know, and if public transportation isn't available and it's late at night or if it's a Friday night, yeah, I get it, you know, supply and demand. But to do that with fast food, you know, <laughs> you're going to quickly lose a lot of people who will say, hey, well, you know, uh, I love your Wendy's, but if I guess I want a burger, I mean, you're better off going, I love Five Guys, but you're better off going to Five Guys and spending 20 bucks on a burger there. At least you know up front what you're about to spend. Uh, right, somebody right. on TikTok the other day complained about that because they ordered a burger, uh, I think a small shake and a small fry, and it came out to like $24 <laughs> tax and tip. And mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to have to go to a, quote, dependable place like a Wendy's or a McDonald's and have to undergo a surge pricing because you feel that your potentially lukewarm fries and your burger is worth getting at a busy time. <laughs> Well, right. it already doesn't take that long for you to fix it. So mm-hmm. it's not like we're reinventing the wheel here. You're fast food. You know, it's not a restaurant. This isn't like uh, a steakhouse where if they've got a line of 50 people at the door, they might say, hey, you know, uh, we might go up on that steak a little bit if you want to really come in here and eat. You know, there's options. <laughs> so... I just don't understand the whole point of being able to raise your price to something astronomical on something that cost me less earlier in the day. Right. If I was there at 6.30 and your double stack, your Baconator cost me $8. But if I come at 7, it only cost me 6. Did you change something? Am I getting a, no. a, a, a lesser product now? What's, what's the deal? Because that's what's going to drive me up the wall. Because if I'm going to get the same thing at 7 that I would have got at 6 but it's for $2 less, nah, I'm good. I'll go someplace else where it's the same price at 6.30 as it is at 6.45. Yeah, uh, we will keep an eye on what Wendy's decide they want to do. I don't think I think for now because the heat's on they're probably going to lay off of it. Uh, I don't. You notice that they said they might that, sneak you know, it hey, in before anybody even notices the two. Right. That's why I was going to say. You know, they might say, "Hey, the heat's on," so we're not going to talk about this right now. But it's not. They didn't say it was totally off the table, and they didn't really. You know, they want to deny the terms that were being used, but it is what it is. Uh, dynamic pricing is pretty much the same thing as the surge pricing. That's what you're doing. Uh, especially if you're doing it at different points of the day. And supply and demand, are you telling me that you've got uh, less hamburgers at 7 o'clock than you did at 4? I don't know. So we'll keep an eye on it. We'll definitely let you know if things happen. But so disappointed in you, Wendy's. (laughs) And I love Wendy's. But I'm just not going to pay extra at a prime time for something that I can – you know, go somewhere else and get for it less. So, mm-hmm. uh, retro moment of the week. 
we talked about peanut butter. Uh, we've talked about Oreo cookies. Those will highlight tonight's retro moment of the week. I think we've heard both of these on here before, but I brought them back because in the next week we're having those national weeks. So we'll have that. Coming up after that, when we return, I've found an extra story here on – this is not a knock at Generation Z, but this is an interesting thing because I know some people sometimes who are not Generation Z who do this. But uh, there's a reason why Generation Z leaves their phones on Do Not Disturb. We'll talk about that, and then we'll take a look at what's trending, and we'll have a little bit of potpourri and a little bit of maybe after dark, we've got some time tonight, uh, and we'll get to those things. But like I said, uh, Retro Order Week coming up. You are listening to Page One with LaVar and Mary here on Blog Talk Radio. So glad to have you with us here on this March 1st. We'll be right back. Taste of Peanutty because it's made from the best quality peanuts in the world. Friday night, March 1st, 2024. So glad to be with you. Um, yeah, you could squeeze it and lick it and all the other stuff with Oreo. <laughs> <laughs> I think I like Oreos for a reason. <laughs> do you know? Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yes. But a uh, couple of things there for you for the retro moment files. So, I saw this interesting article, and like I said, we're not here to bash a particular generation, just here to kind of understand why some things, or some people do the things that they do. (laughs) 
But this article, uh, the headline was the real reason why Generation Z leaves their phones on Do Not Disturb. Uh, disrespectful AF. Uh, Generation Z is known for speaking their minds, but if it requires a phone call, they'll probably ignore it. New York political strategist Max Burns uh, declared that Zoomers used the, quote, do not disturb feature to avoid anxiety when receiving a call. Um, and, uh, they, he tweeted on X, formerly known as Twitter, he says, till that some, uh, generation, some Generation Z kids keep their cell phones on do not disturb 24-7 so they never have to face the anxiety of answering the phone. Now, the DND feature on smartphones uh, shuts off notifications of calls, texts, or applications that send push alerts, distracting them from work, studying, or pretty much resting. And a study conducted in 2023 by ComBank and Telco Provider More revealed that 90% of Gen Zers are anxious about speaking on the phone, which could be attributed to the popular usage of cell phones on DND. Uh, Burns came up with his theory after discussing the feature with colleagues. He says, I was having a conversation with two of my Gen Z coworkers about Do Not Disturb, and they both mentioned the anxiety of getting unexpected calls. The post garnered over 5.1 million views on X with Zoomers, Millennials, and Generation X sharing their hot take on the DND toggle. Uh, one says, I don't think it's a Gen Z thing. I think it's an overall anxiety of being plugged in 24-7. One said, sir, I think you mean every last person under 50 commented a jokester. Another one said, I'm not Gen Z. My phone has been in DND mode for going on eight years at this point. I don't need to answer robocall spam. And one other one said, calling someone on their cell phone when you aren't in a life or death situation is disrespectful as you know what. Like, what makes you think you're entitled to my attention right that moment, making me use up a hand to hold my phone when you could text the exact same device, a millennial added. Another wrote, anxiety is just so loosely used these days, I just don't want to talk on the phone 90% of the time, also because the notifications are just endless. The overwhelming response has hinted that many people aside from Gen Z use DND to avoid unsolicited calls from scammers or robocalls. However, using the feature 24-7 can create a lack of communication with friends, family, and potential love interests. Previously reported by the New York Post, Gen Z's abhorrence to phone calls creates a unique dating trend where people prefer confessing their intentions and emotions via text message versus over the phone when in-person interaction isn't an option. Study results from ComBank and Telco provided more result one in five Gen Zers have broken up with a partner through text message. Most people would prefer it as it saves a really awkward chat, uh, according to one person who told news.com.au. Another one says, I think we're fundamentally, fundamentally averse to conflict. Calling someone and telling them you're just not that into them is probably more of an emotional roller coaster to ourselves than to the person receiving the end. <sighs> Your thoughts? <laughs> my thoughts? Why do you want my thoughts? I don't like talking to people on the phone. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I will say that there's some merit to it and there's some merit to not. Uh, I think people are too quick to put on D&D instead of shutting off their notifications because you can shut off notifications for specific apps. And we live in an app-driven world. There's an app for that. You want, you know, to color your eyes blue, there's an app for that. Um, you 
you, you want to make an appointment with your audiologist, there's an app for that. So I, I think it's, it's the question of people not making the decisions to shut off patients per app, per thing, and just using D&D, and, and that takes care of all of it. Um, but there is, a, there is a weird hyper-focus for not calling. Um, I will say that kiddo is not a caller, so when, when I get a call from kiddo on my phone, I'm immediately picking up, even if it's not something that is a, an emergency situation, because when it comes to her generation and, and her friends and everything else, it's faster to go through text messaging. Do I think it's right? No. Do I do it? There are times. Absolutely. Um, but I'm also a weird person, especially in my office, when I say, hey, I have to go because I'm going to make a phone call to my friend and we talk for 20, 30, 40 minutes a day minimum. And every, you know, every so often we end up talking for six hours, depending on what's going on. So I don't know. I mean, is it right? No. Is it happening? Yes. And I get some of the anxiety there, like some of the, I don't want to have to talk to somebody, but you're going to have to. I mean, no offense. Unless we go to an entirely AI-driven world where everything is done, you know, voice to text. I don't know. So that means, it, it, I right? see, that means I should see no Jid Zers doing any Instagram lives or anything else. Because, especially if you've got, like, other people on your live, you shouldn't be doing that then. Um, right. Well, that's, that's the point. Critical. It's like, yeah, you're, you're, you're saying one thing, and it, 100%, you're doing something completely different. And you need, to, you need to have that balance. You can't, like, well, I don't like talking on the phone, so I, I, don't, I leave it on D&D. No, you don't like talking on the phone to, you don't like confrontation. Is what you don't like. Right. So let, let's call a spade a general spade. General populace. Right. Well, no, in a general populace, well, uh, let's back that up. If you're talking Facebook Live, well, they're not on Facebook. Uh, Instagram Live, if they're doing TikTok videos, they don't have to pay attention to the commenters. It's them and their phone, and it's on their terms. It's not somebody calling and saying, hey, you didn't pay rent last month. And having to deal with conflict. Hmm. I think when it comes to that, it, it also tells me, okay, well, what do you do in regards to work? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, there actually was an article about that where some of the Gen Zers are actually ditching jobs, but we'll get to that another day. But, you know, if you were undergoing job interview and they were going to call you back, or if there was something that was important to you where you needed to call and talk to someone, and you were expecting something back, because not a lot of places or entities are going to bow down to that and, quote, text you. And plus, the thing that annoys me to no end about that is that sometimes when it comes to, quote, texting, Texts don't always tell you the, quote, emotional um, t- 
touch to where people are. Because I could plainly type, I'm so tired of what you do. And people will take it either as an ERish type, I'm so tired of what you do. Or they'll take it as an angry, I'm so tired of what you do. You notice the difference there? You know, mm-hmm. the thing is, is that in letters and in words, it could mean any type of emotion. And you don't know. You're going to assume. I remember texting with somebody a long time ago, and I had texted something, and they thought that I was, like, mad about something. I'm like, no. You know, <laughs> I would have typed it in all caps if I was, but that's not what I meant. And so many things go wrong with relationships because people rely, quote, on texting more than actual either voice or, you know, face-to-face interaction. You can get a lot done quicker with that than texting back and forth. Because then if I get busy and I'm not around to, quote, continue this conversation in a working matter, and now some people get annoyed if you don't text back fast enough. <laughs> if I'm busy right, working, yeah. I don't have time for that. I could do it quickly in a five-minute call than what I could texting for, like, 40 minutes. I remember one time I was driving, and somebody kept texting me. And I'm like, hey, look, if you want to talk that badly, just call me. Otherwise, I'm not going to text the drive. So this conversation is going to have to wait. Right. It's either that important or it's not. And you need to make those decisions. And then those decisions, if it's that important, what happened to being able to call? And sometimes you can't. Sometimes it's like, hey, and I get it where I have my phone on, on silent and it's, I'll get the occasional like, hey, can I lay call and I'll text back, be like, I'm in a meeting. Is it important? And then don't call me on my weekends either. That's the other thing, though, because now everybody does text. It's like, well, I could text you on Friday and be like, hey, I need this by Sunday. And now you're making me work over the weekend. That's not okay either. So, I mean, there's there's limits. There's limits to what you can do via nonverbal communication. And I am very much a verbal communication kind of person. Like sometimes I am, wait, call me and tell me that again, because I'm not understanding what you're saying. I might understand the words and I'm not a dumb person. I'm not going to ever say I'm a dumb person, but there are a lot of people out there that are much smarter than me. And they'll say something and I will not get it until they go, okay, this is what I mean. And the voice inflection does it all. And they go, oh, well, why didn't you say that? Yeah, now I get it. Okay. All right. You know, I'm not going to knock how people do particular things, but I just will say is that you will never, if you're one of those people that wants to, quote, get things done in a timely manner and you do that, it's not going to happen. <laughs> it just isn't going to happen because it takes a little bit longer to um, get things straightened when you're not really verbal with each other, just saying. So uh, I'm pretty sure there will be more studies, more stories. Uh, it will be there. Taking a quick mm-hmm. look at what is trending tonight, uh, there is quite a few things that is trending. Um, earlier uh, in side of news, uh, there was a major story that came out uh, earlier this afternoon and it revolved uh, Walgreens and CVS. Uh, Walgreens and CVS said that they will soon start dispensing uh, uh, Mifprestone 
one of the two drugs used for medication abortions in states where abortion is allowed. Um, and after a year-long journey in getting the proper certification to do so, uh, the chain said that they will only be able to distribute that pill, like I said, in states where it's legal. Starting next week, it will be available in some CVS and Walgreens pharmacies in New York, Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, California, Illinois. The companies are also keeping an eye on other states where limitations on access to that medication might change, like Kansas, Montana, and Wyoming. Um, last year, anti-abortionists sued the FDA in an attempt to ban that drug for markets in the U.S. with Walgreens and CVS now able to dispense it. Uh, the doctors can easily prescribe it for patients to pick up if they don't have the pill readily available. So that's a major news story coming out tonight in regards to Walgreens and CVS. Um, also trending tonight, uh, SmackDown, uh, which uh, if you have not watched it, I will not give it away. It was an interesting uh, evening. Um, in, if you watch the Rock Roman Reigns segment and your screen kept going black, it was not you, and it was not your television. Uh, the reason why Fox reportedly used the black screen on SmackDown to keep a particular sign uh, out, it did make it on camera, but the sign said, Die, Rocky, Die, um, which was pointed at The Rock. And the screen kept going black, and it kept going out. And I was thinking at first, I was like, is this me? Until somebody had actually pointed it out. Uh, and that was why that occurred. Uh, some areas it happened in, some areas it did not happen in, but uh, if you're watching it on different ways. But uh, that also occurred this evening. Also trending, um, AEW Rampage, a lot of basketball action tonight, uh, which is why that is trending. Um, and then OP Live, On Patrol Live, trending tonight. And then also... Uh, we remember kind of some sad news for the other day. Uh, comedian Richard Lewis passed away uh, at the age of 76. Um, and, uh, of course, his final work was on Curb Your Enthusiasm, but he did so many other different shows. Uh, Larry David, who grew up pretty much with Richard Lewis, uh, came out with a um, quote um, the only quote that he came out with, uh, in which he said that Richard and I were born three days apart in the same hospital, and for most of my life he's been like a brother to me. He had that rare combination of being the funniest person and also the sweetest, but today he made me sob, and for that I'll never forgive him. Uh, that's Larry David on the death of comedian Richard Lewis. So um, that also uh, happened. So um, a lot of things trending tonight. Um, and I know... Uh, Yesterday, the day before, uh, the big news well, earlier this week, uh, what was trending uh, was about the Fantastic Four uh, reboot. Um, Again. <laughs> yes. Uh, there's also going to be Superman. Uh, it was supposed to be Superman Legacy, but out came the news that they are dropping the Legacy and just calling it Superman, which I think it should have a name attached to it, um, because you just can't call it Superman again. There was already a Superman. Uh, it makes no there sense was a couple of Supermans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It makes no sense to call it that again. But, hey, what do I know? Actually, there was a story we were going to do tonight on Marvel, but I think I'm going to shelve that for next week uh, to make way for After Dark because uh, I want to get your opinion on that. And the 
era of Marvel movies and if we are at an end or if it should be slower than what it was. Uh, but mm. we'll talk about it next week. Uh, we'll come back to that. I wanted to get to some potpourri stories here, um, one of which was quite interesting because I think it's an issue that a lot of younger well, that every mother has had at some point. Um, and so what happened was that a mom in Michigan, her name is Megan Mayer, she was shopping at Target when she saw an outfit in the girls' clothing section that gave her pause. At first glance, the dress appeared modest. It's a smock-style pattern dress with balloon sleeves. But when she took a closer look, she noticed that there were side cutouts at the waist. And uh, she told USA Today, she says, I'm like, wait a minute, what in the world is going on here? Uh, she normally, she says she doesn't like filming herself in public, but she was curious to see if other people thought that the slits were weird. In her now viral TikTok video, she noted that her daughters, who are ages 10 and 7, are not allowed to wear bikinis. She says that she's a little bit more conservative when it comes to her kids' clothing, so maybe she's overreacting. But she says, let me know what you think of these dresses. And TikTok was divided. Some said that you're not overreacting. You're parenting properly. Another one says, I think retailers are trying to mature our kids too fast. I agree with mom. One said that they bought it for the six-year-old, and they thought it was super cute. Uh, one said, not an overreaction at all. Why would you want to put your kids in something that I would wear for a girl's night out to drink? Another one said that they grew up in a conservative house. They had cut out and backwards dresses for warm weather. You think the church? No, but it's uh, daytime dress is cute. Another one disagreed, saying, I think the cutouts are so cute, and I would buy that for my eight-year-old. It doesn't look like that big once you put it on. Another one says, I'm feminist and progressive. However, this is not appropriate for a young girl. It's completely sexualizing them. Uh, she told today, USA Today, that a handful of TikTokers pointed out that the dress could be worn with a layer underneath. And she says, no, I'm not going to buy it and have them wear a tank top with it because then that's showing Target that it's okay. And over time, the cutout will get bigger and bigger. Target did not immediately respond to a request from usatoday.com for comment. Um, not sure if you had a chance to see the dress or TikTok, but... Um, I'm old. I don't have TikTok. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help it. <laughs> you gave me an I've seen older people with them. Actually, I know. I'll get to it in a minute, but I'll get to a TikTok story about something. But your thoughts on that, though? Um, I have seen the dress. It is super cute. I'm not going to say that's not a cute dress. It is a very cute dress. Would I buy it for my 7- or 10-year-old? Hell nah. Um, I agree with people saying that, you know, we're trying to sexualize kids and, and maybe, maybe it's not about sexualization, but like they're trying to bring fashion that they see Taylor Swift wearing to the demographic that like idolizes her and wants to become her someday down the road. Um, there's a level, there's a level of, of comfort, like how comfortable you are. Uh, like I said, I would never buy it for my kid. Um, if I had two daughters, I wouldn't have bought it for either one of them, um, even if they begged me to. But I also understand where some of the people are like, you know, it's not it's not necessarily a thing about whether or not 
they have cutouts, it's you're being too conservative. I get where they're going with that. Um, so it's kind of in between. I hate to say that. I'm uh, I'm being, being very wishy-washy and Libra-ish right now, and I'm so sorry for everyone for that. But yeah, it, it, it's a hard line. It's a hard line to toe. So I get where like uh, Target's not necessarily answering because no matter which way they go on this one, they're not going to get a good response from some side of the aisle. If it was my size, and then my size, um, maybe. I Well, no, I wouldn't. Let's, let's be real here. No, I wouldn't, because I don't want my size shown to anybody. So why am I trying to pretend oh, stop to lie here? It. Stop um, it. <laughs> no, no, and it's not even a question of uh, – I'm not even trying to say, like, oh, I'm overweight or I'm obese um, or any of those things. I don't feel comfortable with my side showing like that. I still wear, now granted, it's still considered a quote-unquote bikini because it's not a one-piece, but I wear a full top. Like, it covers the midsection. But that's me, you know? I, I, it doesn't mean that it's any less adorable. Um, <laughs> but... First of all, as for that, uh, I would say as as a male, I don't, I, I, you know, I leave that up to the parents to make that decision. You know, there's no right or wrong. You know, there's no oh, you're overreacting because it's how you as a parent feel. Um, would I have? I, I think if it was like, if it was like a little yeah. Baby, see, this is where it is. Yeah. Right. It, once you kind of start getting to like eh, eight, nine, because eight and nine year olds are a little different than what they used to be, you know, mm-hmm. and even then it's kind of like, you don't want like particular people out there staring, especially if you don't give them a shirt to wear underneath that, you don't want them looking at your kid like that, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, you still kind of want them in Winnie the Pooh shirts and, you know, <laughs> right. different things. And it is tough because nowadays clothes are made a little different because I think they try to raise kids a little quicker now. So it's kind of is we're in that era now. And this isn't the first time I think we've had a story like this about questionable clothes for um teens, tweens, and younger kids. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be the last. And it's just one of those things where it's a different era now, where people think that it's fashionable. They're not looking at, quote, the perverted side of it. They're looking more from a fashion sense and thinking that it's okay. And that's why I was like, when we come to that, the decision really rests with the parents and how you feel about it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so for that mom, you know, if that's her decision, that's her decision. Uh, if another mm-hmm. parent wants to put their kid in that, then so be it. Um, now, would I do it as something that they would wear to, quote, around their uh, peers at school? No. <laughs> um, I would do that maybe as something that we're on a summer vacation at a beach or somewhere else, and you've got something on underneath it probably. <laughs> but no, I wouldn't do it as a regular wear for school. So, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And that's just it. I mean, this is the same as this debate, and and, and maybe I'm a little old-fashioned, but uh, this debate is the same debate that you that like my parents had about certain shirts for in the '80s, and what their parents had about skirts that went above the knee. Oh my <gasps> God, no! Um, you know when JFK was president. Or what I think when it comes to fashion and pushing that fashion, it always comes down to the parents, if it's for a child, age appropriateness, I think would be a big thing. So as long as it's age appropriate and that changes, that, that mark is moving. So I'm not about to sit here and say that, you know, um, what's appropriate for an eight-year-old today was the same as what was what we thought was appropriate for an eight-year-old when I was growing up um, or when we were growing up. But age appropriateness, um, parental, like, approval, I guess, or how they feel. And then, of course, the kid, too. That might have been a really cute dress on that child, and that mom might have been okay with it, but then that child put it on and went, I don't like it. You need – kids are verbal, you know, if, especially if you're looking at eight and ten year olds, they have opinions. You can absolutely ask them, "What do you think of this?" And maybe they'll surprise you and be on the same wavelength that you are. Maybe they'll surprise right. you and be on the totally opposite side. But that conversation has to happen. Right. Yep, uh, it has to happen. Uh, by the way, you had mentioned older and TikTok, and this week. Uh, Actually, in the last few days, uh, Jack Black fans have been reacting to his cover of Britney Spears' Baby One More Time on TikTok for Comic mm-hmm. Panda 4. And they want him to do more. Uh, he has done video, more. Huh? He has done more. Yeah. The video featured Jack lip syncing to his recording of Spears' song while uh, his tenacious D partner. <laughs> Uh, Kyle Gass is in the background accompanying him as a backup dancer. And since he's posted the video, fans have been all over social media uh, reacting positively to it. Uh, and one even calling him a national treasure. And, he is. Um, <laughs> so Sorry, I'm part of that. Want, they want a full version immediately. And another user requested the duo for a full album of covers. Uh, so... Yeah. Uh, the most recent release has been, and maybe it's maybe that was the one that I saw was the most recent release on um, Instagram because I am not a TikTok user. Um, sorry, my attention span goes a little bit more than thirty seconds. But uh, they did um, in sync. It's going to be okay. me. So they did that, and oh, I was yes. I was also at their concert here when they were in Las Vegas. They brought kiddo. I brought my child to a Tenacious D concert. So there you go. Um, I wanted to I'm kind of uh, I want to get ahead to some of the after dark segments. So I'm kind of going to uh, you know what? I, I want to get to this Drea De Mateo story because it was actually interesting. Um and I did not know it because I was wondering what happened to her. And I'll kind of get to the story quickly. But uh, she said that OnlyFans saved her life. 
she was facing unemployment due to the COVID-19 mandates, and she opted to join the social media platform uh, when she said that she was nearly homeless with only $10 left in her bank account. Uh, in an interview with the Daily Mail, um, who uh, Dre is also best known for playing uh, Adriana on The Sopranos, uh, she revealed that she was able to pay off her mortgage in a mere five minutes after creating the account. She says OnlyFans saved her life 100%. Um, she says she can't believe that she's saying that, but it really did save them. Uh, she initially didn't want to do it, but the decision came while she was out of work due to her stance against COVID-19 vaccine mandates, which made booking jobs in Hollywood challenging. She says they put me into foreclosure and my house had flooded, so I was trying to sell the house quickly. I wanted to try and sell it before they took it. At the same time, I lost my mom, and my other mom, who has dementia, had run out of money for her caregiver. I didn't know which way was up. Uh, she then revealed that she originally wanted to, quote, do a podcast on OnlyFans that was controversial with her partner, uh, Robbie Stabler. Uh, noting that she was going to show Stabler rubbing her feet, she explains, you have to add a little something for OnlyFans in there. But after opting to post some racy photos on the platform instead, her financial woes began looking up. And then she said, I was like, holy, well, holy crap. In five minutes, she was able to pay back her real estate company, which kept the sale of her house. And then she says, I did it, but I didn't want to do it. I got a lot of heat for doing it, and it went viral, and people went nuts. Uh, she went on to shut down anyone who criticized her decision to join OnlyFans. She says, anybody that wants to condemn me and put me down, go for it. I just hope you never find yourself in a position I was in to take care of two little kids. Um, and so she's added she should have thought the idea sooner. Uh, she says she knows that some people have said some nasty things about her having joined it. Uh, but, you know, the way she sees it in her house is that mommy's a warrior, not accepting defeat. And she figured, okay, so everybody's in their underwear and being sexy on Instagram. And I don't do that, but I could do that and get paid for it. Um, and I saw some people online who kind of, like, downed her for that. Um yeah, do what you got to do, man. I was going to say yay or nay to the folks out here kind of clapping at her for doing something to, quote, save her household. I am never against anybody that has to do what they got to do to do to survive. I'm never against that, um, especially women, um, especially in a day and age when we should really be holding each other up instead of knocking each other down um, with that. Uh Am I going to be going on to OnlyFans anytime soon? Probably not. Aww. Come back to me in three years and see, you know, um, due to my position at where I'm at, uh, it would be probably a bad thing. Um, I would, I'm going to end up losing a retirement if I did. But that's my choice. That's not, that's not anybody else's choice. So if that's something that you want to do, go for it. Now, don't be stupid because I just saw a TikTok of somebody that was trying to be, and I'm hoping it was a joke, but putting down the fact that they had to pick up their kid from school because they were throwing up, getting into oh, their. Oh, I saw that too. That was nuts. Cutting into their, yeah, cutting into their racy time. Now, now, don't be dumb. Don't be dumb. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm saying don't be dumb about it. Um, so for her to do what she needed to do and, and, and come out with the goal in mind that she needed to, to come up with. I support you. Do I applaud you? I don't know. 
that one is still out for debate, but I support you. Woman to woman, like, good on you for doing what you thought you had to do to survive. And she hasn't hurt anybody, so why should I make any kind of decision about it? She hasn't right. hurt anyone. Right. She is a grown like, woman yeah. doing her thing. The people out here are grown and doing their own thing. I'm not a hater. You got to do what you got to do. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, own up to it, do it, and get it done with. By the way, uh, would I do it? Well. Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> it's called OnlyFans at News, or it's news Comment BTR on OnlyFans. <laughs> uh, no, I would not want to make people sick and having to get back all that money. Um, so, also on the Pope Rebeat, the most ridiculous thing that I think I have seen all week. Uh, we talk about FOMO or the fear of missing out. We actually had been wanting to talk about an article these last few weeks, but then this came up. Fear of missing out on the cutthroat Stanley Cup craze can now be quenched for a small fee. Cunning Facebookers are now selling $150 non-refundable selfies with their 40-ounce tumblers to thirsty fans who can't afford the smoking hot commodity which can come with a price tag upwards of $300 via online resellers. And wannabe cup holders seem to be lapping it up. One on a Reddit post said that we all can't afford a $300 cup, so why not you get the next best thing to it, a picture. Uh, this was a photo peddler on social media. And so a picture with the study cup for free shipping, uh, which is a photo of the cup on 11 by 8 printer paper, and it says, you won't regret purchasing a photo of beauty like this, continues the hawker. If anything is wrong with your purchase, please reach out. No refunds post-purchase. On TikTok, a clip with over 2.8 million views showcased a Stanley Cup selfie deal via a woman from Calgary, Canada, who's asking for $5 in exchange for photo shoots with her pink portable. Uh, snapshot sales of the Covenant Cup have recently come all the rage amongst taste making Gen Zers online. In fact, limited edition rollouts of the must-have mug sent folks into frenzies at retailers across the country. Of course, uh, we all remember when Fist went flying at a Target near Arizona when the brand was introduced. And while the viral vessel retailed for around $35 to $45, resellers on StockX and Mercari were vending the IT item for as much as $99.99. Uh, so to save face a couple of bucks, people who can't blow that type of dough for the on-the-go goodie are purchasing picks to participate in its popularity. Uh, no FOMO here, wrote a man named Austin, who's a Stanley Cup owner from Sandy, Utah, and a Facebook post offering shoots with his Stanley. Selfie with Stanley, kind of like selfies with Santa, he advertised. $20 for the pink cup, $10 for the white cup. Don't feel left out. Come take a selfie for your social media and feel part of the action. Uh, one says, uh, also offered $10, and one mom shared that her nine-year-old daughter was teased, as we said, for not having a name brand Stanley. When the youngster showed up to school with a $9.98 knockoff, uh, the kids pretty much ripped her to shreds. (sighs) (laughs) Okay, do you want to... 
when you <laughs> this will make you laugh uh when you sent me the story and i saw the title i saw stanley cup and i did not think this viral mug <laughs> i think a lot of people would have thought that I had a picture with the Stanley Cup. It was free. <laughs> uh, right, right, right. That was free. This will look awesome. <laughs> yeah, I was like, how can you charge for a Stanley Well, first of all, and, uh, so that was, everyone laugh at me. I meant no disrespect. All the disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> I think people uh, are dumb. And three years from now, when you spent that 10 bucks, it was worthless because nobody's going to even remember what a Stanley Cup is, and they're going to be in garage sales for $2.50. Pretty much. That's crazy. I don't understand, but uh, I... Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I... Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not even going to try. Um... Anyway, yeah, <laughs> that's a quick look at uh, potpourri. We got a few minutes left, so we're going to try tonight, for those of you who have never heard this show, uh, it has been popular the last few weeks that we do After Dark. Um, so we'll do that tonight. We'll do a couple of After Dark stories. I may even have a spoken gun story if we've got time. So we're going to quickly get through After Dark, but before we do... I'm going to take a quick break, but I'm also going to tell you that the next segment is of a frank and adult nature. Listener discretion is advised. So if you have kids in the room, this is a good time to get them out. You probably got about 30 seconds after I stop talking to get them out of the room, and then you can listen to After Dark uh, while we continue page one here on Blog Talk Radio. So sit tight. We'll be right back, and we'll have After Dark right after this. I'm Woodsy Owl, and I'm here to tell you about a dirty word, pollution. Help Woodsy spread the word. Never be a dirty bird. Hoo-hoo. Don't paint a right off buildings. That's pollution. Give a hoot. Don't pollute. Never be a dirty bird. Hoo-hoo. Turn your radio down. That's noise pollution. In the city or in the woods, help keep America looking good. <laughs> All right. So, uh, as I, yeah, as we're talking about being a dirty bird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Owl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm gonna, <laughs> how many Just big, stop, yeah, stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Controversial topic is log costs divide among men and women, but researchers have just released stats that prove that the issue isn't actually about what's in a man's pants, but instead lies the taboo surrounding female sexual preferences. 
Academics at the University of Kent in the UK South have just released a groundbreaking study that debunks some of the biggest myths about sexual pleasure for women. By analyzing 265 sex toys. Now, who actually does that? <laughs> and why have I not thought of that as a job? I'm so mad about that. <laughs> I think there is only one, according to you ladies, which is probably the one that supersedes all the rest. And I think it's that um, that rose. Have you have you oh, seen that you, one? Yes, I have. And I, I no variety is the spice of life, and I like mine to be plugged in, so I don't have to worry about you know changing out batteries. Is it plugged in? Kind of like more passe now. Like a lot of people do Bluetooth ones, like wands, or like they do Bluetooth now. And some people do stuff. There's where Bluetooth panties, lines. which is hilarious to me. I love the Bluetooth yeah. panty thing because it's like if you just had one person in your life that wanted to like ruin a meeting. <laughs> just saying. But anyway, uh, you speak. With experience on that, but uh, maybe <laughs> analyzing 265 sex toys to study assess factors such as size, material, price, and customer reviews to uncover what women really like in bed. Now the findings were very revealing, showing circumference trumps length and mm-hmm. importance when it comes to a woman's preferences. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also dispels the long-held belief that bigger is better in the context of sexual satisfaction. Researchers concluded that, quote, women don't place considerable emphasis on large phallus size. The surprise bedroom revelation comes after it was found that the average penis length has increased over the past 30 years. Research published in the World Journal of Men's Health last year discovered that the average penis size had grown 24% over nearly three decades. But while many think that the findings are good news, experts warn that it's actually a concerning discovery. Researchers at Stanford University who conducted the study feared that the phallic inflation is due to unhealthy habits like binging junk food or being mostly sedentary or even pollution. Any overall change in development is concerning because our reproductive system is one of the most important pieces of human biology, according to Dr. Michael Eisenberg, the study's author. Uh, If we're seeing this fast of a change, it means that something powerful is happening to our bodies. To get to this alarming conclusion, data from 75 studies with over 55,000 men from 1992 to 2021 focused on the length of an erect penis was analyzed. Erect penile length is getting longer from an average of 4.8 inches to 6 inches over the past 29 years. While more studies are needed to confirm the findings and have confirmed, determine the cause of the changes, this researcher's conclusions are hard for experts to swallow. Dr. Eisberg assured that he would see a decline <laughs> in length instead he found the opposite. He says, given the trends that we've seen in other measures of men's reproductive health, we thought that there would be a decline in length due to the same environmental exposures. What we found was quite different from trends in other areas of male uh, fertility and health. Chemical exposure from pesticides or hygiene products to continue could be one of the various factors causing the quick growth. Such chemicals can disrupt the, end, the endocrine system, which regulates hormones. Uh, past studies have claimed that pollution is the actual reason for shrinkage. But... Uh, were you surprised that the, I know you're going to tell a lot about yourself if I ask you this question, but were you surprised that the uh, thing here was that circumference trumped length? No, not at all. And I have no problem with saying this. Size does matter, but it's not the way that people. Okay. 
Men think size matters in a one way. Women think size matters in a different way. And honestly, when it comes down to it, if you find your person, then it stops mattering because you already have found your right person. <laughs> your compatibility happens naturally. Um, I think you find what you enjoy um, in, an in, in, in an organic way. There's words. I can speak. Um, I just want to know, like, I want to be part of the study that <laughs> I want to be one of the people that collects the data from the study of length. I, 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 I am interested in that, please. Whoever you are, please contact me. I will sit in the room with the tape measure. I don't trust, I don't trust men and their measurements. Because for a very long time, I both people, ways. Were trying, people were trying to convince me a certain thing was uh, was one way, and then you like take a ruler to it and go, mm, nope, that ain't it. Well, I got to tell you, it works both ways. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. A hundred percent, and I am not, a, and there should not be trust when it comes to measurements. I understand that. Um, nope. But yeah, that would be fun to be part of that study. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Were there like pictures taken? Because I would like to do that. Now, I, honestly, and, and yes, it, I don't. It's going to sound rude and a little bit crude, and 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 in all fairness and all seriousness, it does. Size does matter. I don't care who you are. Now, granted, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm never going to, you know, fall in love with somebody that doesn't meet my expectations in that department. But that chemistry is going to be hard to come by unless other things make up for it. So if a woman says size doesn't matter, she's lying to you or she's trying to be nice. Um, I hate to break it to you talked, and you know this program or extension of this program, mm -hmm. uh, on the 411 Lounge, uh, I have talked to many adult stars. I've had this conversation with them. These are women who have had guys that have been as big as a foot long <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, or nine inches, probably on average. And a lot of them have stated that that is not who they would date. <laughs> right. And, and I'm not saying that size matters like I have to have it be, you know, flop it out on the table and take up the entire table. My size matter on that may be different than and will be different, I hope, than the girl next to me. The girl next to me might want, you know, you, you unzip your pants and it like unrolls down the street. I don't want that. I want what fits me. But it does matter. But everybody's autom automatically said that size matter. And size doesn't matter is because it's. Yeah. So here's my question, like, though. Here's my other question. Uh, not counting the current person that you're with. Say mm -hmm. if we can count you, it. Uh, nah, yeah. <laughs> uh, say, name another. I know you like Chris Evans, but name another actor that you like. 
Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart? Mm-hmm. Really? Short little black dude, yeah. I like the funny guy. I also like Kevin right. James. All right. So I'm going to say one of those. So Chris Evans on a list of anything would be number one, correct? Probably. And then Kevin Hart. Okay, so let's say that um, Chris Evans came along and, and please, this is just for purposes of this. I'm not, I'm not saying he is. I'm not saying anything. I'm just using it as an example. <laughs> but let's say that Chris kind of comes out at like five inches. Okay. And then somebody else comes along that, you know, you really weren't attracted to like Chris Evans. <laughs> and uh, I got out of that one. And then <laughs> you, uh, <laughs> and then they come along. You're like, yeah, I really don't like like them like that. But things kind of happen. But this person is about seven to eight. So the circumference is there. But you really like Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. Are you going to go with the person that you? like like on number one on your list or are you going to go with the person that you really didn't see that much into but it works from that perspective more than likely I'd go with Chris Evans because if I've gotten that far with Chris Evans there's more to it than just what unzips from the pants As, as much as I say it does matter I'm not saying that it does matter as in the connotation that everybody's like size doesn't matter and it's I got to unzip my pants and it rolls down the street. I'm not saying that. I'm saying it matters that what I'm looking for is there. And what I'm looking for is not necessarily unzip your pants, roll down the street. What I'm looking for is a host of things, including how you use it. Like the motion of the ocean got to be good too. Because I don't care if you do have a size that's better fit for me if there's no chemistry if there's no good foreplay if there's no good connection if there's not something where after everything's said and done i can look at you and go hey you know that was fun if i can't do those things you could be the perfect you could be molded to me and i'd still choose the other guy to try more Gotcha. Okay. No, I gotcha. I gotcha. You ever seen a grown man naked? Uh, but, uh, <laughs> no. Was, uh... How dare you offer that up? <laughs> <laughs> My name is Mary. I had an immaculate conception. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yes. But no, I, I get it. But there are some people who are size queens and are mm-hmm. unashamedly. Uh, like that and there are some people who are not and there are some people who are like I said it's as long as that person uh, has those qualities and there's like heat there they work with what they have if the person is especially doing it right but then Mm -hmm. that kind of goes back to the topic that we talked about last week in terms of like actually kind of being more um, in those first or second dates, um, do you go on 
five to ten dates before that happens and you don't know? Or do you now have to, for the sake of uh, a FOMO and fear of missing out, do you <laughs> do it right away? I, I'm still on the go on a few dates bandwagon because there's a lot of red flags out there. A lot of people with a lot of red flags. So go on more dates. Please go on more dates. Please go on more dates. <laughs> Please go on more dates. <laughs> All right. I got you. Somehow, some way, I have a feeling that we're going to come back to that topic again sometime down the line. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's another yes, one please. here. Yeah. There's another one here where women are loving men who embrace the, quote, baby girl vibe and ditch toxic masculinity. Uh, being, quote, so baby girl is the hottest compliment for men. A 26-year-old, six-foot-five, uh, man isn't what comes to mind for most Americans when they think of a baby girl, but it is for Gen Z. Uh, Jacob Elordi, 26, was deemed so baby girl during his promotion as host of Saturday Night Live in January when musical guest Renee Rapp and cast member uh, Bowen Yang made the decree. Uh, the Australian actor has joined the ranks of other heartthrobs, including Pedro Pascal, Timothy Chalamet, and the White Lotus actor Leo Woodall, being associated with the moniker, leading to confusion for some and crushes for others. A new definition of the term baby girl has recently been adopted, remaining as a term of endearment, but expanding to include a specific type of swoon-worthy man. (laughs) A man who is, quote, a baby girl, comes across as sweet, charming, a bit bashful, and seemingly in touch with their feminine side, ready to talk about their feelings and carry a purse to brunch at any point. It's exactly what women want and men want to become, the antithesis of toxic macho masculinity. Uh, Traditionally highlighting uh, feminine qualities in men has been a put-down, but that doesn't seem to be the case with Baby Girl, which almost has a celebratory quality, according to Kama uh, Bojwani, a Columbia University-educated sexuality expert. For one, Gen Z is much more fluid when it comes to gender and sexuality than older generations, encouraging rather than condemning blurring the lines around the previously restrictive boxes separating masculine and feminine. Uh, it's just—it's not just about being emotional either. Uh, Alordi's purses, Pascal's shorts, and Chalamet's sequins have these men proudly parading their traditionally feminine touches, and admirers are loving it in return. According to Vogue's runway year-end poll, gender-bending menswear was dubbed the industry's favorite 2023 trend. Um, and heterosexual women, especially Gen Zers, are rusting, romanticizing, and lusting after men that they consider to be baby girl. The trend signals a sharp departure from the uber-masculine sex symbols of the previous generations. And some traditional norms are now shifting. Uh, masculinity today is not about being a tough guy, but about being honest, respectful, protective, and emotionally expressive. Uh, 31% of American men have actively changed their behavior to become more vulnerable and open with people that they are dating, according to Bumble's 2024 Dating Trends Report. We might have to talk about that Trading Trends report next week. Um, mm-hmm. um, so, yes. Actually, yes, pull it up and we're actually going to talk about that next week. But uh, what do you think of the baby doll era now? <laughs> are, you, are you open to calling uh, your... Uh, no? Question <laughs> mark? I, you know, I, I, I'm very... I, okay. If you haven't figured this out, I'm very old-fashioned when it comes to certain things, but um, 
Honesty is hot. I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna undo that. Honesty, vulnerability is a very hot um, characteristic of a person. But am I gonna call them that? No. No. I still. I'd still like. You know. I still kind of like my man being a man. You know. I, now, do I want him to be toxic? Toxic? No. God. No. Can we have an in between? That would. That would be really great. You know, like. Hi, I'm not a toxic masculine man, but I'm also not a baby girl. I'm just a a, a man. That'd be nice. <laughs> can we do Can we do that now, please? Uh, well, I uh, I don't know. Uh, You're not going to be a. Would you want your Would you want your your person? To call you a baby girl? No. 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 No, exactly. No, no you wouldn't. No. No, no, and no. Because <laughs> then I'll be like, um. Why? No. <laughs> there, there would huh? be a, no, there would be a, after the baby girl comment, you would be like, and Why? Well, I mean, if you call me that, then I'm just going to say... Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> and that's only if size matters. And we're full circle, folks. <laughs> so, yes, but no, I would not. That's a, that's definitely a Gen Z thing. I would not. Uh, I mean, hey. No, yeah, I like vulnerable guys, and I'm not going to say that a vulnerable guy can't be attractive, but there's going to be something else there, you know? Right, and even then, it's got to, you don't have to use the term baby girl. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Why? It's got to be something else, man. You know, just call it for what it is. He's a caring guy. That's all. You don't have to use baby girl. Good grief, man. I don't understand, but yeah. these Gen Zers, man, I tell you. <laughs> anyway, um, that closes up the shop tonight because I want to get to uh, my other story and then we got to close out the show tonight but uh uh the smoking gun files uh let's see we got time for probably actually might have time for two um so <laughs> the first story um is, <laughs> uh, comes from nebraska a uh, Nebraska man walked into a quick shop convenience store early yesterday and demanded money. Uh, he had a Hostess cinnamon rolls box on his right hand, fearing that the container concealed a handgun and not individually wrapped frosted pastries. The female clerk handed over the cash, according to the Lincoln Police Department. Cops responding to the incident identified Isaiah, uh, I'm get this so wrong, but Bartu, who is a 24-year-old Lincoln resident, as a possible suspect. While speaking with officers, Bartu attempted to flee on foot but was quickly detained. A subsequent search turned up 4.1 grams of methamphetamine, a silver handgun, and an undisclosed amount of cash. He was arrested on multiple felony counts, including robbery, possession of a controlled substance, and use of a deadly weapon in the commission of a felony. Uh, he was locked up in advance of his scheduled arraignment. Uh, he, he has a gun tattooed on his right forearm, but... Uh, I'm not going to tell you um, what he was previously arrested for, which was horrible, but to do it with the cinnamon roll robber is what he is now known for. (laughs) 
no cinnamon rolls in that box. And then it brings us to Florida. Ah, <laughs> yes, Florida. Oh, Florida. <laughs> you never disappoint. Like, yeah, it would be disappointed if it wasn't. So this one, this one has everything that you would want. A strip club patron was walloped in the face with, quote, a small stack of cash by a female worker who explained to arresting officers that, quote, this is a place where money is thrown everywhere. Police was summoned late Tuesday night to body talk a topless club in Port St. Lucie, Florida, to investigate the alleged battery on a male customer. The victim, John McKelvey, told cops that he was, quote, talking to several employees of the establishment about his career and acknowledged that the women, quote, were upset he had not provided them any tips. The 24-year-old McKelvey, apparently ignorant of the strip club joint etiquette, said that he, quote, did not see any signs stating that it was mandatory to tip. <laughs> the employees were upset that the victim had not thrown money at them, which was a common practice at the establishment, according to an arrest affidavit. A friend of McKelvey's told police that he was drunk and had been talking about having a lot of money and not wanting to provide a tip, which apparently led to a 9 p.m. confrontation with Victoria Jones. Jones told sheriff's deputies that McKelvey, quote, was drunk and being rude and had been following employees from table to table, verbally insulting them. Jones, cops say, uh, she picked up a small stack of money and threw it towards the victim, who was struck in the face with the legal tender. She claimed the cash was tossed, quote, in a non-aggressive manner, adding that, quote, this is a place where money is thrown everywhere. Court records do not indicate in what capacity Jones worked at Body Talk or how many singles were involved in the alleged crime. McKelvey's friend told investigators that he, quote, observed Jones take money and slap the victim with it. The club surveillance cameras recorded Jones and McKelvey exchanging words before she hit the man with the cash and followed up with an open-hand strike. Police arrested Jones for battery. She was released early yesterday from the county jail after posting a $500 bond and is scheduled for a March 15th arraignment. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't even have words. That is amazing. <laughs> I don't even have words. That's so ridiculous. Uh, Florida, so, you never disappoint. They never do. <laughs> they never do. Love you, Florida. Without you, we would not have a story almost every other week. <laughs> you know what, though? She, she slapped him afterwards. It was not about the money. It was the afterwards slap. She, if she wouldn't have slapped him afterwards, I like how she threw cash and slapped him. <laughs> right. If she wouldn't have slapped him, just thrown the cash and been like, she might have been able to get away with it. Uh, I just hope that he remembers that infamous Chris Rock song. There's no sex in the champagne room. <laughs> he does <So>, now. <laughs> Cash at I would. Hey, if you're gonna throw cash at me, I'm gonna probably take it and go. I'm gonna put it in my pocket. Yeah, that's the first right. thing that I thought. I was like, why didn't it end up in my pocket? Uh, like, thank you. It is. Uh, but with that, the clock on the wall is telling us we're just about out of time. Uh, did you have any shout-outs for this week? Uh, we have a Sunday birthday oh. um, from somebody that is part of our Discord. So happy birthday, Mad Dog! Um, I hope Happy it's a great birthday. 
Yeah. yeah. So there you go. Uh, if you join the Discord, you get these birthday shout outs. See how that works? Look at me. Mm-hmm. Look at me hawking our stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be in it to win it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, so there you go. Um, other than that, no, most of my stuff happens in February and July. So I'll be back in July. <laughs> <laughs> no, stop. Got nothing between February and July. Right. <laughs> <laughs> not as much. Not as much. We'll do it that way. That's why February is the most awesome month of the year. <laughs> There's a lot of people that would agree with you, yes. Not yeah. me, but there's a lot of people that would agree with it. <laughs> Everything happens in February, man, I keep telling you. Age requires. Then after that, that's when stuff slows down. Um, nothing else happens until holiday comes along or something else comes along. Stuff goes nuts. Right. People always talk about as soon as the era of Aquarius ended a few years ago, that was when COVID kicked in and everything shut down. <laughs> See, I, I like your explanation better because everybody at work blames me. The day I got my head shaved is when everything went sideways. So they've been on my case about not making making sure not to cut my hair. Yes, don't don't do it because it will disrupt the universe. <laughs> right, my hair. When did I become Samson? Um, <laughs> uh, no shout outs here. Just a hello to anyone that is listening. Uh, we thank you for listening, uh, for those not only here in the States, but across the ocean and, and other parts uh, elsewhere where you are listening and staying up late. We definitely thank you <laughs> for staying up and listening to us. Uh, as always, you can not only hear us here, uh, but you can also catch these shows on Spotify, Apple, or iHeartRadio, wherever you can hear shows because there's so many other ones I don't even know about that I find out about. And if and we are eventually going to be back on Twitch so you can listen there as well. Yay. I wish you had given me the heads up to that. Uh, no, <laughs> I, I, that's why I did I, it the way I did it. <laughs> no, cause then I, then I could have gone ahead and just did it. So that was why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, yes we look forward to being back with our friends on Twitch Um, and yeah I think that's just about it for tonight so um, see you here next week see you here next week (laughs) good Uh, so for Mary I'm LeVar thanks so much for listening everybody we will see you next week and as always thank you for listening and take care of yourselves and each other Bye, everybody. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. Thanks for listening to Page One. Don't forget to get the latest show info on Twitter at News Comment BTR and add us as a podcast on Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and other platforms where we can be found. 